Hey guys, it's Coach Chris here from Ratzinger Fitness. And today in this week's episode of Fitness That Fits, we are here to answer the question, is breakfast really the most important meal of the day? Now, last week, over the weekend, um, I put out a poll to you guys on one of my stories asking you whether or not you were all for breakfast every day, all the time, or if it was just not your jam, not a breakfast person. And it looks like most people are on the pro breakfast side, but whether you are pro or con on the breakfast debate, today's episode is sure to have something for you. So let's dive right in. Now, first of all, breakfast stands apart from its peers of lunch and dinner in two standout ways. All right, the first is that breakfast is the only meal with such strong social implications of certain foods. All right, you hear the word breakfast, you might already have these images in your mind, but we're thinking of things like eggs, bacon, toast, cereal. These are breakfast foods, right? And there's so much so that you can even check the internet and find debates on whether or not it's acceptable to have these same foods at other meals of the day. For the record, I am pro breakfast for dinner. But while you may have opinions on whether or not certain foods are more lunch foods or more dinner foods, maybe even just snack foods, it stands that the biggest dividing line is between what foods are acceptable for breakfast and what foods are not. And of course, it's perfectly acceptable to have preferences on what type of foods you like to eat at what times of the day. However, when we accept this belief that only certain foods are acceptable breakfast foods, it can become a very limiting one. And that's something that we're gonna address a little bit more later in this episode. But the second thing I wanna mention, the second thing that really makes breakfast stand out from other meals of the day is this common or often debated, we'll put it that way, often debated folk wisdom that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I'm calling this folk wisdom because even though most of us have probably heard this, you might have even said it yourself, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. A lot of people don't even know where this comes from, or more importantly, whether or not it's true or good nutrition advice. Now, I'm gonna take my stance right here, right now, as a health and wellness coach who specializes in helping women select and stick with healthy habits. I believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but my reason for that belief might surprise you. So, even if you're not on team breakfast yet, stick with me, let's see if I can make my case. All right, so the idea of breakfast reigning supreme over other meals was actually first suggested by a dietitian, Leanne Cooper. So in 1917, Cooper published an article in a magazine called Good Health that was edited by John or Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. And she made this very claim that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. Now, while you might not recognize Cooper's name, you might be thinking that that second name I mentioned sounds familiar, in which case you would probably be right. Dr. Kellogg not only owned Battle Creek Sanitarium, which in its day was recognized as a world-renowned health resort, but he was also the co-inventor of 
Kellogg's breakfast cereal. Now I mention this because it's an interesting connection to say the least. Regardless of Kellogg or Cooper's original intentions in making this assertion about breakfast, it did go on to be used as a slogan that sold a lot of Kellogg's product, cereal. So this can really make us wonder, is breakfast as the most important meal of the day merely a marketing ploy, or is it a true nutritional necessity? Now, personally, as a nutrition coach, I have had clients on both ends of the spectrum. Even my own husband used to hate eating breakfast, whereas for me, it was always one of my first and favorite things to do in the day. I love breakfast. Uh, but the truth from a, nutri a nutritional standpoint is that what we eat is going to make a bigger difference than necessarily when we eat it. And while there are some people who are going to be perfectly healthy eating their first meal of the day later on in the day, consider those who benefit from intermittent fasting, some people do best with a bright and early breakfast. So then the question becomes, what's with all the buzz about breakfast? If it can be good either way, why is it such a hotly um, debated item? Why is it such a big topic in the world of health and nutrition? All right, and why do I still think that it is the most important meal of the day? Trust me, I'm getting there. All right, so Cooper goes on to explain breakfast as the meal that gets the day started. And coming from the perspective of a coach who focuses on healthy habits, this is where I really start to agree with her sentiment. How we start our day really does have a lot of power over whether we're setting ourselves up for success or we start spiraling away from it. Think about this for a moment. Just kind of set breakfast aside in your mind and ask yourself this. Have you ever had one of those days where it just feels like you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you can't get out of that funk? Maybe one of those days where you slept in a little too late and you wake up feeling groggy, so you're trying to get ready, but you spill coffee on your favorite shirt and then you can't find your keys, you finally get out the door and you hit traffic and it just doesn't end there. It seems like everything in your day is just following suit, one thing after another, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. All right, I've had that day, I'm sure you've had it too, hopefully you have more good days than bad, but they happen. Now in these situations, when this type of day happens to us, more than bad luck, more than the universe trying to sneak up on us and play some evil trick, you might actually have your own brain to blame for the snowball effect of your day. What do I mean by that? Well, the brain is constantly looking for patterns. So when we start our day with a very strong negative message, something like, oh, I don't feel good, or oh, this day is really gonna suck, I'm just not even looking forward to this. Our brain hears that and it pays attention, guys. So it clicks onto that. It's like, okay, today's gonna suck. That's what I think. And it starts to pay attention and look for other events, other circumstances in your day that fit that same pattern of suck fest. And that's where it starts to throw all of its all of its attention, right? So as the day goes on, we start to build that anxiety. We build that stress and that feeling of overwhelm until it reaches a point where 
we don't even notice the positive things going on around us because we are stuck in that pattern of negativity. Now, the good news here is that this same cycle can work in reverse as well. So if we take the time to intentionally start our day with a positive message or a healthy habit, like a thoughtful, nutritious breakfast, we can set a more positive tone for our day. It may sound too good to be true. How can one little shift, one different thought, one little habit set the course for an entire day? But the truth is we actually see this kind of thing all the time, so much so that we have a name for it. These are called keystone habits, habits that start to kickstart um, or catalyze other good habits and behaviors. Common examples include things like exercise or even making the bed in the morning, all right? Believe it or not, there is a very strong correlation between making your bed every morning and reporting greater productivity and higher feelings of satisfaction and self-worth. Sounds crazy, right? How is making your bed this magical thing? And the truth is it's not. You can make your bed, you cannot make your bed. But when we prioritize these habits and we start our day with this type of intention, we're essentially sending a message to our brain that says, I have time for myself. My health is a priority. My environment is a priority. I do things well. And all these messages, they stick in our brain. They set a tone for the day. And that same pattern-seeking behavior and confirmation bias allows us to follow through on other similar actions as the day goes on. All right, suddenly your brain is seeking out other ways to meet your needs or to create a more optimal environment that you might not have noticed otherwise. This is how one decision to slow down your morning, maybe to make breakfast um, or to skip that, turns into a decision to skip that extra donut at work. And then later a decision to prep your lunch for the next day in the evening, the night before. All right, but that one habit starts to realign our priorities. It starts to challenge some of our old limiting beliefs and it kickstarts that pattern of good behavior that leads us into our best life. All right, so there is a huge mental shift when we start to prioritize healthy habits, especially at the start of our day. It's one of those reasons that you always hear about morning routines, right? Morning routines to start your day and set you up for success. But that is not the only benefit we're gonna get from a thoughtful, well thought out breakfast first thing in the morning or first thing as we start our day. If you guys remember in episode 12 of Fitness That Fits, we talked about how high protein diets can be applied to any fitness goal. And one of the things we mentioned there was that when we start our day with a high protein meal, that can actually help us feel full longer and experience less cravings throughout the day. So this is just another example of how if we give our body, if we give our mind what it needs right at the start of our day, it can set us up for success later on, both mentally and physically. All right. So that's kind of my case for why I think breakfast is such an important meal of the day. When we look at it from that standpoint of being a healthy habit, of showing up for yourself, of starting your day with intention, yeah, I'm gonna say it, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But while we're on this topic today, 
I also think that it's important to look at how we're defining breakfast. I think that that's something that needs to factor in. As mentioned before, when we start to confine our idea of what is breakfast to certain types of food, maybe even a specific time of day, this can be incredibly limiting and might have already led you or someone around you to believe that they simply weren't a breakfast type of person. Maybe because they didn't have the time, maybe because they weren't hungry when they first woke up at 7 a.m. Uh, maybe they just don't like bacon. Those people are out there and that's okay. But if this sounds like you, number one, I hope you're still here and listening because right now I'm talking to you specifically. That person that doesn't believe breakfast is for them or doesn't think that this can fit into their best life. All right, my goal with this show, with this podcast, has always been to help you guys find healthy habits that fit for you. So I don't want you to conform to my idea of breakfast. I want you to customize it into something that fits your own lifestyle. You don't have to sit down to that plate of bacon and eggs at 6 a.m. in the morning to activate the power of this incredible keystone habit. And with that in mind, I would like to propose a new definition of breakfast. All right, here you go, guys. Breakfast, it is a noun and it is the first meal of the day, period, done. No more qualifiers, no more restrictions. That's it. Breakfast is just the first thing you eat in your day. I don't care if that happens at noon. I don't care if it's steak instead of bacon. If it's the first thing you eat that day, that is what I'm talking about when I'm telling you that breakfast is the most important meal of your day. And it's so important to me that this definition be broad enough that anyone can relate to it. Because creating a healthy habit around breakfast that's going to set you up for success isn't about what or when you eat it. It's about the intention you set for the day and creating that first meal that is going to support your ultimate goals in future decisions. All right. So if that sounds good, if you're like, okay, I can get on board with this kind of breakfast. I want to activate this Keystone Habit superpower. I have five strategies for you guys to help you customize the habit of breakfast for something that fits you. All right, let's jump right in. Number one is I want you to be realistic about how much time you have for your first meal of the day, right? Not how much time you have in the morning, how much time you have around that first meal, whenever that fits into your day. See, it's really easy to soak all this in, be like, oh, you know, Chris makes some good points. I'm going to be more intentional in my first meal. I'm going to have, you know, good serving of protein. I'm going to have a bunch of veggies. I'm going to fry this and cook that and create this big, huge meal first thing in the morning, right? That's great. But we also have to be aware of our reality. Do you have time for something like that? Um, are you typically eating your first meal a day while you're already starting work? All right, so be aware of those things and don't see it as an obstacle or necessarily something that you have to overcome. If you only have 20 minutes for that first meal of the day, see that as an opportunity. How can I make the most of that 20 minutes? How can I get the best nutrition for me, for my goals in that 20 minutes, rather than trying to stretch it out to what you think it should look like? So number one is to be realistic about how much time you have 
for that first meal and see it as an opportunity rather than an obstacle. Second way we can customize the habit of breakfast is to keep a focused food journal. Now I know a lot of people kind of shy away from food journaling, especially if you've never done one before, it can seem like a lot. You might be worried that you have to write down everything you ate, how much of it you ate, where you ate it, when you ate it, what you were wearing when you ate it, what the weather was like. I don't want you to worry about any of that. I talk about a focused food journal to support a healthy breakfast habit. I'm talking about taking note of what you have for breakfast in the morning can be as simple as taking a picture with your phone of that first meal of the day and then noticing and naming through the day how you feel. All right, simple as that. Maybe one day I had a veggie skillet. Um, you know, did I feel focused by the time I got to work? Did I feel full by the time I finished eating? Did I notice any cravings later on the day? Was I very snacky or was I focused? All right, I just want you guys to get in the habit of naming and noticing what's happening and having that record of what you have for breakfast so we can start to find those patterns and make more informed breakfast decisions based on them. A great example of this is I love a good bagel, but I noticed a few years ago, if I had just a bagel and cream cheese for breakfast in the morning, I was pretty full, I was pretty satisfied initially, but about two hours later, my stomach started growling and my energy started dropping fast. So once I noticed that, I could make more informed decisions, adding things like a little bit of avocado, um, maybe some locks to my bagel, so that I had a little bit more protein, something that was gonna hold me over a little bit longer. All right, strategy number three for customizing our breakfast habit is to expand your menu by creating new criteria of what makes a good breakfast food. All right, if we jump back, we've talked about eggs and bacon a lot as traditional breakfast foods. And the reason being, when people first started eating breakfast and that became a common occurrence, the things that were available to them were things like eggs. You know, chickens lay eggs in the morning. It's easy, it's convenient to go out, get those eggs, cook them for breakfast. In terms of bacon, you know, the idea of breakfast was to get some calories so that you could go out and start your work day. So farmers didn't want to go out and have to slaughter an animal to make meat for breakfast. The idea was to have breakfast so you could then go do the work of your farming. So instead they looked for things like cured meats that they could prepare the night before. So a lot of the things that we see as traditional breakfast foods came out of convenience. But times have changed, my friends. Some of these foods might still be convenient. They might still align well with what you need for breakfast. Others may not. Maybe there's something that's a better fit for what you need out of your first meal of the day. So I encourage you to list out some criteria. What is it that you want out of that first meal of the day? Do you need something that's gonna be um, you know, quick and easy? Do you need something that's gonna keep you full for longer? Things to consider are, where are you gonna be eating your first meal? Um, how much time are you gonna have to eat it? Something we already mentioned a little bit. Also, when is your next meal? How long in between meals are you going? And consider these when you're deciding what's a good breakfast food and what's not, rather than just traditionally what has been reported as being breakfast foods. 
All right, two more strategies to help you customize that breakfast habit. Number four is to combine it with other existing habits. So this one is especially helpful if you're one of those people that didn't think breakfast was for you. You haven't been doing it yet, but hopefully this discussion sparked something. You're like, hey, I, I want to get more intentional about my first meal of the day. If you don't have a set habit of your first meal of the day, sometimes it's at eight o'clock, sometimes it's at 10 o'clock, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. I want you to start combining it with other existing routines and patterns. And this is a great strategy anytime we're trying to introduce something new into our schedule, into our daily routines. I'll give you another example. Um, for me, I kind of struggled with where I wanted to fit my breakfast for a while. You know, I was a breakfast person. I knew I did well when I had breakfast, but I also like to get up and get into work, either get into a workout or jump on my computer and get started with my day pretty quickly. So some days my breakfast would be first thing in the morning. Some days I would start work and it would be several hours later. So I needed some stability. I needed more routine. So I looked at those things in my morning that I did do with a consistent pattern. And for me, that was yoga first thing in the morning and then I would make a cup of tea. So I started inserting my breakfast into that existing routine. I would do my yoga and then while I was waiting for my tea to boil, or for the water to boil for my tea, that's when I would make my breakfast. So we can kind of piggyback on things that we're already doing consistently to build more consistency into a new habit, like an intentional breakfast. And then finally, the fifth strategy to help you customize this habit and even more than customize it, help you stick with it, is I want you to make your first meal of the day something delicious, something that you look forward to eating. Um, a lot of times we forget to make healthy fun. We forget that nutritious can be delicious. We think if it's gonna be good for us, it has to be bland. Um, and that's just not true, guys. We can have a lot of healthy foods that are truly delicious. And taking the time, taking that extra effort to try new recipes or to experiment a little bit and figure out how we can make our nutritious delicious can actually make a huge difference when it comes to sticking with healthy habits like this. All right, so one more time, those five strategies to help you customize a habit of breakfast and truly make it your most important meal of the day that sets you up for success is number one, be realistic about how much time you have for your meals and see that as an opportunity rather than a challenge. Number two is to keep a focused food journal noting what you have for your first meal and how you feel through your day so you can make better decisions moving forward. Number three was to expand your menu with new criteria of what makes a good breakfast food. Number four is to combine your breakfast habit with other existing habits, piggyback off those existing routines to create some consistency. And finally, number five, make it delicious, make it something that you look forward to. So it's not a chore, it's a choice, it's something that you're motivated toward. All right, um, let me know if I've changed your mind, if you're now a believer in breakfast. Either way, whether you're pro-breakfast, you're still experimenting, 
or somewhere in between. Thank you guys for hanging out with me for a little bit today for this episode of Fitness That Fits. Um, we'll have a new episode coming up for you next week. We're going to be talking about why you're not sticking with the healthy habits you know would make a difference. So if that sounds interesting, be sure to subscribe. You can find this as a podcast on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Thanks again, guys. And until next time, my name is Chris Ratzinger, your health and wellness coach. And I want you to get out there and get moving.